Alright, welcome everyone to another bonus episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Podcast. It's your boy Leo Archibald, one half of the crew. And if you ain't familiar, these bonus episodes take the place of the regular numbered episodes that we try to do weekly. Emphasis on try. And um, these are just a lot shorter, quick to the point, or you know, that's that's at least the, the intent, quick to the point opinions on some topics that we would have discussed on the regular episode so just to jump right into it first up Idris Elba is joining Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham in Hobbs and Shaw that's the uh, Fast and the Furious spinoff movie and he is going to be the villain now when I read this for a split second I was like wasn't he already in one of the Fast and Furious movies? Because I was getting confused with, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Digimon Hansu. No disrespect to any of, uh, any of, uh, you know, people that is of his descent, you know, of his culture and whatever the proper terminology is. I just don't know how to pronounce names. But, so for a split second, I got them confused. Racist, maybe, but it wasn't intentional. But then when I realized, nah, he ain't been in one of these movies. I was instantly excited, because we all know Idris Elba is the man, so pairing him with another homie, Dwayne Johnson, who's the man, Jason Statham, who got a little career revival going on, thanks to his role as Deckard Shaw, I believe. I always want to say Owen, but that's Luke Evans. So seeing all three of them in an action movie that's being written by, or being directed by David Leach, Leach, whoever his name is, directed Deadpool 2, it's part of John Wick, um... Who directed uh, Atomic Blonde? Was it him or was it the other one? I think it was him. Either way, this these cool dudes is being directed by a great action director. A great movie director so far, but specializes in great action. Um, and I believe, uh, what's his name? Chris Morgan is writing it. So pairing his crazy writing style that he's brought to the ridiculous Fast and the Furious franchise so far. Got these great actors, this great director. Just made me even more excited for the film. So, I know Tyrese ain't down for it, but your boy Leo is. So, I'm looking forward to that. Next up, Michelle Pfeiffer, who was in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which just came out. I saw it, but we'll save my opinions on that for the 100th episode, which is our next numbered episode. Definitely look forward to that. It's going to be a big old shindig. Um, but yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer recently said that she has, has a tendency to try to actually back out of movies at the last minute. Let me see if I can get her full quote. You already know, it don't matter if it's an actual episode or a bonus episode, I don't come prepared, or I don't come, I only come so much prepared. Um, so, so apparently Pfeiffer opened up about her tendency to leave movies at the last minute. She spoke with director Peyton Reed, director of Ant-Man and the Wasps. She, she was upfront with him about her unpredictable dis- disposition on film sets and how it was nothing personal. She told Reed that possibly leaving movies at the last minute was her process of every on every single movie she's had done in her career. She was adamant that, or he was adamant that he would woo her, blah, blah, blah. And she just said, that's my MO, try to back out the last minute. Um, now... I'm going to just keep it real. Michelle Pfeiffer ain't that great of an actress for me to 
put up with that headache. Yeah, she's got two back-to-back great movies, in my opinion. Um, this and uh, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The audiencely maligned mother. She had a nice little, some little, little role in there. I thought she was great in that movie. Yeah, man, if you haven't seen it, no spoilers, but Shane isn't that much. So, at this point in her career, I am not dealing with the fact that you might back out of my movie at the last minute. I can just go find another, I'm assuming, 60-plus-year-old actress to play the role that you're going to play, especially if it's small. Anybody would, not anybody, but I'm sure a lot of great actors and actresses would love to be a part of the MCU. So, even if it wasn't the MCU, even if it was just a little indie flick, I am not tolerating your shenanigans. I'm not risking it. Now, maybe if you was a little younger and you was really popping at this point, possibly, because you can only go but down, so you might as well start at the top. But at this point, nah, she ain't that, she ain't that fire to be risk dealing with a headache, especially if you have the, the gall to tell me up front, nah. So would I risk hiring her? Nope. 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 Keeping it moving forward, switching over to the DC side of thing. Rumor has it that Zack Snyder is editing his own cut of Justice League. If you don't know, Zack Snyder, who directed Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and a bunch, if not all, of Justice League, was fired, left for you know personal reasons. It was replaced by Josh Whedon, who came in and threw his little Josh Whedon touch on a movie as much as he could to make the release date, and you see how all that turned out. So, like I said, rumor has it that Zack Snyder is editing his own cut of Justice League. First up, would I want to see that? Uh, yes, because I didn't, I wasn't too fond of the Justice League that we got. So, if I'm gonna watch the movie again, I would. I already seen the movie twice. So, if I'm gonna watch the movie again, and also side note, I'm most likely gonna buy the Blu-ray. But um, with all that said, if I'm gonna watch the movie again, I would like to see it Zack Snyder's vision, just so I can get the full perspective of things because i was a big fan of man of steel i know that movie's 50 50 batman versus superman not so much and then so i want to see if he can go two out of three and see if all the rumors how a bunch of stuff was actually switched or just to see what's really true um now should warner brothers you know the company that you know this movie's under should it okay the release i mean should they on their side of things no because that looks wild it looks like Y'all, that's just admitting being wrong. It's admitting y'all went about the whole process wrong, and then just, that's literally just you are near and dear to your fans. And as we know, big companies are not like that. They don't like men wrongs. They don't like paying money. They're all about in the process of, or in the, the game of making money, but their pride seems to come before money. So even though I think this release would actually get, make them a lot of money, not a lot of money, but it'll make them money, it also kill their reputation at the same time. So I don't think they should okay. And also, I also don't believe that Zack Snyder is editing his cut. That just sounds wild. Like, here, you left this movie. We already released it. But here, we'll still let you edit your own cut okay and then drop it. Nah. I ain't riding, fam. Alright, next up. There seems to be a Child's Play remake in development. Apparently, it will revolve around a group of kids. A la Stranger Things. A la It. Um, if you don't know what Child's Play is, the Chucky doll, those are those movies. And there's a pit, tidbit of information I want to 
mention. Um, this would this movie indeed will ignore prior films in the franchise, aka being a remake. Um, I mean, you can use remake or reboot and still move on with the movies nowadays. Uh, they say it'll be in modern day. Group of kids. Group will be menaced by a new technologically advanced killer doll. At this point, it's unclear if the doll will be named Chucky. Although that is said to be the likely outcome, one would assume for branding reasons. Yeah, if they dare try to make a child's play movie and not name the doll Chucky, that's just ridiculous. You can make them look different if you want, slightly different, but you know more updated. But changing the name to something like Tucker or Bryce, I don't know, just just names that'd just be stupid. Um, dang, I just skipped over a nice note that I had. Oh well. Um, am I interested in this? Sure. I mean, they they've recently made a bunch of it seems like Child's Play movies or Chucky movies as they've been called with that name in there somewhere. I haven't watched them because I'm you know I've had had the intention to just haven't got around to it. But when these franchises start running their course on direct to VOD and Netflix, it's just like I holla at me when y'all take this seriously and want to drop a theoretical release. Then maybe I'll join in on the viewing pleasure fun, but. I'll, I'll be cool with this. Do I think it'll be successful? Uh, probably not, but I mean, you might as well get in while horror is hot again. Especially in reboots, thanks to it. And even though it's not a clown, this has like it has like that, if it's done right, it has like that same type of flavor and vibe almost, especially if you do and kids seem to be watching kids deal with horror in a group setting seems to be popular too, so I don't blame them for going down this, um, back down this alley or this route or whatever. So I'd see it. All right, and go back to up to a note I skipped. Jeremy Renner might join in the Spawn movie, which is going to be starring Jamie Fox. Am I down with a Jamie Fox Jeremy Renner combo? Eh, why not? Like the combo on paper for some reason just looks weird to me. I know they both names start with J's. So you might, ooh, they might have some camaraderie off of that. Jeremy and Jamie, you know, a little sitcom, a little buddy sitcom or something. But just the names, it just looks weird to me. And but I guess they, Jeremy Renner could play like the tough guy vibe. Jamie Fox being like the little funny man in mind. You know, I'm just ignoring the fact that this is a Spawn movie, so I know all that ain't gonna be going down in here. But it just looks weird to me. But I'm down. I'll be down to see it just to be just to see how it go. I see Jeremy Renner, if he does do this, he's trying to hitch his tail on a different superhero franchise. I see you. But I'll be down with it, you know? And uh, according to, I think I don't even think Jeremy Renner would be playing like a tough guy. He needs a, If you're going to be doing these superhero movies, he needs to get you a tough guy, bro. Why do they keep asking him to play like the little journalist or the detective, which I think is his, would be his role in this, or like, you know, the least tough of the Avengers Come on, let him play like a rugged bullseye or something. Wait, is bullseye rugged? Yeah, big old people. This character deals with bullseyes, which kind of sounds goofy. I don't know, but I'd be interested just because it seems so weird to me. I don't know why. All right, next up, staying in the uh, superhero genre, sort of. Nicholas Cage will get into the, or will enter the Spider-Verse. You know, G's going to join. 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, a little animated movie coming out, and as and his character will be Spider-Man Noir. Now, my question is, will this movie now be better than Ghost Rider? Not the second one, because the second one was trash. I'm talking about the first one. The first one, in hindsight, which is all not that good, but it's way better than the second one. Will this be better than the first one? Will he do a better job in this in this one? I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm definitely saying the movie will be better. Will he do a better job? I don't know. His already best like comic book sort of movie is his role as Big Daddy and Kick Ass. So will this be as good as that? Definitely not. I'm already just guessing. But will this be better? I don't. Will his role in this be better than Ghost Rider? I don't know. I don't know. That's debatable. That's debatable. It's like I think his just mere presence in this movie will just. I'll look at this role as better. Um, staying on Marvel, Kevin Feige. Yeah, I finally said his name right. I haven't heard it a thousand times recently with all these popping Marvel movies coming out. I better start getting it right. Kevin Feige says Doctor Strange will not be in Spider-Man Far From Home. I didn't even know that was a rumor. But um, I know people have been saying who's going to be the Avengers character that's going to be with Spider-Man and the new Spider-Man because we know it's not going to be Iron Man. He already did that once, even though he is his mentor. And I don't know if they feel like cutting that big old check to get Robert Downey Jr. in the movie again. But my question is, does Spider-Man even need to have a mentor Avenger in the movie? I say no. Because he's such a strong character and the movie was really good even if Robert Downey Jr. wasn't in there. Tom Holland showed that he can carry a flick and I think it would help the story more if he didn't have someone to fall back on. Someone to come save his life. Then maybe that'll seem like to us and the, uh, to us and maybe people in the movie that the situation is more dire. And especially with coming off of Avengers where he died and then you get to see quote unquote possibly how he's brought back to life or time travel back to where he did die whatever else we're coming off the fact that we we're seeing him after we've seen him die so the situation has to be dire for him or the situation you have to make the situation the situation is never going to get as dire as it was so it has to get more personal and he'll be alone so i think him being alone as your neighborhood spider-man and he's still young so doing things alone i think will be Will make the situation more dire for him. And but if if in Avengers four, they just you know have no memory of ever dying, then you kind of can play with it how you want. But still, as the audience, we know he'll be or we know we've seen him at his worst. So the stakes for him, we know, are not going to be that high. So you have to make it. You got to strip stuff away to get as close to that feeling as you can. All right. Last but not least on these topics. Carrie Russell has been cast in Star Wars Episode Nine. I didn't even realize, like, when I saw the casting. When I saw the casting, I was like, okay, whatever. But then when I saw a picture of her next to, like, Daisy Ridley's Ray, I was like, oh, she's most likely going to be playing her mom. And I was, like, gathering over an article saying that they shouldn't, her mom shouldn't be in the movie. So my question to myself is, is in all actuality, is she going to be playing Ray's mom? I think yes. She looks very close <laughs> um, to Ray, like just side by side. They look like they definitely will be mother 
and daughter. If not, I think the movie will portray it, like make you think they are. But if you're going to bring a character, and she's she's not the biggest actress, but she has like a nice little name. So if you like pay attention to TV and movies. So if you bring her into this movie, making like an announcement, she's going to be playing somebody important. She could be playing like a general or some sorts, but I think if you're going to bring her in this late in the game, and there's one key thing missing, and that's the who Ray's parents are, even though Adam Driver, not Adam Driver, but um, Kylo Ren said her parents were just like, you know, some bums, nobody special. I think that was just a ploy just to get her thrown off her mark, to you know, get her to come to his side, as a lot of people have been suggesting. So I think she is, in fact, going to play her mom. Only time will tell. You got till next year. But I believe it. Alright, before I forget, as I like to do in these bonus episodes now, I like to do the um, the next entry, and I'll name this bracket later, which is I take a actor or actress for each week, you know, somebody who got like a movie that came out or something, and I like to take their either best or worst movie, depending on which week it is, and take their movie, and I'm going to throw it in a bracket down the line on the podcast. So for this week, since Ant-Man came out, I'm going to do... I'm going to do Paul Rudd. Now, mind you, I am recording this. I just want to apologize for this uh, awful-sounding recording. You know me. I ain't rich, so you got to do what you got to do to get this content out, because I know the streets is fainting, whether they want to admit, admit, admit to it or not. So I'm going to do Paul Rudd for this week, since he got Ant-Man out. And we're going to do his... Worst movie. Let me make sure I didn't do Paul Rudd yet. I don't see why I would. The last movie I think he came out with was like what? Uh, Mute. And I did not watch that because of awful reviews. Alright, so let me go to his filmography. Alright, so we doing worst movie I said. Alright, so Clueless. Or did I ever see Halloween? The Curse of Mike Myers. I don't think so. So, Clueless or Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And we're doing worse, so that will be Clueless, because I believe, in my opinion, Anchorman is one of the funniest movies of all time. Um, Clueless or The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Nope, we're still sitting at Clueless. Clueless or Night at the Museum. I would say Clueless. Clueless or Reno 911 Miami, Clueless. Uh, Clueless or Knocked Up, Clueless. Clueless, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Uh, if we're going to keep it a buck, the movies I would rather watch, I would rather watch Walk Hard. Uh, Clueless or Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Clueless. Clueless or Role Models, Clueless. Clueless or I Love You Man, Clueless. What is I Love You Man? Okay, yeah, Clueless. Um, Clueless or Monster vs. Alien? Clueless. Clueless or Year One? Clueless. Clueless or Dinner for Schmucks? Uh, this is where it gets tough. Because I didn't... From what I remember, I didn't really care for this movie all that much. You know what? I'll just be nice. Dinner for Schmucks. 
All right, dinner for schmucks, our idiot brother. Dinner for schmucks. Dinner for schmucks are Wonderlust. I don't think I cared. I don't think I really liked Wonderlust, to be honest. And I'm a big Jennifer Aniston fan because, you know, Friends alumni. But I don't think I really like this movie. So I'm going to just put Wonderless. Wonderless, a Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> if you know me, Perks of Being a Wallflower is a classic. So definitely Wonderless. Wonderless or This is 40. This is 40 was kind of disappointing, but Wonderless. Wonderless or I didn't see admission. Wonderless or This is the End. Wonderless. Wonderless or Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Wonderless. Wonderless or Ant-Man, that'd be Wonderless. Wonderless or Sausage Party, Wonderless. Captain America Civil War, Wonderless. And didn't see Mute, uh, even though I was just talking about Wackadiss. Saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, so it's Wonderless. Now, I feel like if I did this on any other, on every day I would do this, it would be between Clueless, Wonderless, or Jennifer Schmucks. And I'm not even saying Clueless is whack. And I don't even remember how whack I thought Jennifer Schmucks was, but... I'm just saying it's a toss-up, so y'all can disagree with me if you want. I disagree myself. And let me make sure Wanderlust isn't on here. I don't believe it will be. And we are in the clear. All right, so we're adding Wanderlust to the list of movies for I'll name this bracket later. Keep listening to the podcast to see how these movies get used. And I think that's it, so... Um, I got a bunch of movies that I've seen since the last episode. I'm going to save that for big episode one hundo. Unless it gets too far and this movies get too packed up. I don't want to cram up the show with just talking quickly talking about the movies I've seen. So if I, if I have to do another bonus episode next week, I'll probably mention some of them. But yeah, look forward to the big episode 100 of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast. See if we got anything special for you or to see if we got a regular old episode and forget that it was episode 100. You never know with how we roll over here. I like to keep you on your toes. Um, check SoundCloud at great at the Great Musical. Um, go to Twitter at icmovies93 to see when uh, new episodes get posted. Go to icmovies.wordpress.com for all the episodes and links to them. Go to iTunes. Um, and search Leo B. Gyllenhaal, Stitcher, what else? Um, well, you know, if you get all that, you can just use your handy dandy Google, Google Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast, something will come up and make your way through there. Um, and yeah, so gonna end this before this bad boy hits 23 minutes. Let me see if I can beat the buzz.